The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency was established in 1949, then known as the Game and Fish Commission. For over 65 years, we've been on mission to preserve, conserve, manage, protect, and enhance the fish and wildlife of Tennessee. With support of hunters and anglers, we've come a long way since 1949, and now your TWRA is working even harder to enhance your outdoor experiences. A great way to keep up with what's going on is to visit our website at tnwildlife.org or follow us on Facebook at Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, on Twitter at TNWildlife, on Instagram at TN Wildlife Resources Agency. An even better way is to stay right here for an episode of Tennessee Wildcast. Join Jason and Doug as they discuss everything outdoors, from the Mississippi River to the Great Smoky Mountains. So now it's time for Tennessee Wildcast, live from Studio B at the TWRA headquarters in Nashville. Here are your hosts, Doug and Jason. All right. Welcome to the show. Hello, yeah. Jason. How's it going, Doug? Good. Good, good to good, have you back. Good, good to be back. Been down to Atlanta for a few days and came back up here and it got hot. So. <laughs> it is really hot out there this week. It, uh, it is. Heat index is up to 105, I think. It's forecasted for today or tomorrow one. Gonna be hot. Man, it's, uh, Take it's care a of those one. critters that you keep outside, right? Yeah. Keep, keep them cool. Got a good show. Don King's helping shoot today. We're using we're going through small smartphone technology today because we got a big commission meeting coming up. A lot of our equipment's gonna be down there. Yep. Tony Sanders is our guest. We'll get to Tony in just a second here. Yeah, we thank you. A lot for of people know Tony already. Tony being on. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's a big shot. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> he's a radio personality in Chattanooga anyway. We are live right now, Doug. We are live on Facebook. Good to have you, everybody. And um, we're going to be doing more of this down the road. Get a lot of folks in here for you to have you, give you a chance to talk to them, write them, like you do a lot anyway, and a uh, yep. chance to ask questions. And go ahead and tell you, Tony is a commissioner for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Commission or Tennessee Fish and Wildlife Commission, Commission these days. Yes. Yeah, and um, one of thirteen recently appointed. First time up to the Nashville office, showing them around a little bit, and so. Tony, we really appreciate that you're here. Well, I appreciate you letting me come in. It's, um, it's. I'm glad to be here. Well, you're you're not quite the guinea pig that we're using today. <laughs> we did that a week, a couple weeks ago, but we're still working on this Facebook thing. So we're happy to have you here, and uh, we'll get into a discussion about a lot of stuff. This is a commission meeting day today and tomorrow, and it's where folks like Tony come in as representatives of you, the sportsman and uh, talk about issues that will affect you, the sportsman, and uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, no setting of seasons today, I don't think. But uh, No, that was my first meeting. <laughs> Welcome and, to uh, that. Let's I, throw I, you in there. I, I kind of laughed at the end of it. Uh, Chairman Woodson said, Commissioner Sanders, I hope you come back. Because <laughs> it, it was two days of, of pretty intense discussions, and, uh, and, and the aftermath of it was very interesting to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I did not expect that. Yeah. So, but it's been fun. And and what was what are you calling the aftermath? The social media. Uh, you know, having my own show and stuff. I'm I'm pretty active on social media. Right. And uh, a good friend of mine and yours, Richard Sims, wrote several articles uh, about the commission meeting, and <clears throat> um, the reaction to people to specifically the elk uh, expansion of the hunts. Uh, I thought was just it was rather surprising to me. Hmm. 
and uh, and and I'm not going to take the bait and get into a lot of discussions on social media. I, you know, I understand the anonymity of of social media, but I did finally get on there and say, you know, I appreciate your comments, and I really did. But to think that we made this decision in a vacuum, I think I think is wrong. I mean, we really had information that may not be out publicly, and and so it was. And it finally, you know, calmed down, and and when when people looked at everything, but. I think the reaction was more that we had gone against the biologist, and, and, and I'm not sure that we really did. It was against the recommendation, but we still felt like, and, and I think if they had felt like it was going to harm the elk population, they would have said, no, this is really going to be a problem. Yeah. So I, th- I think, you know, it's giving back to the hunters, which is, is what's important to me. Okay. And remind everyone, if you go to our website, tnwildlife.org, we don't have the hunting guide out there yet but at the top of the page there's a there's a banner that goes across there you can click on it and get all the major changes and the dates and the bag limits mm-hmm. including the elk information right there for you right now and the guy to be out within weeks we'll be getting it out yep. and, and you know there's a lot gonna be a lot more opportunities for elk this year there are going to be um, more drawn opportunities and and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many people get interested in it and how well folks do if they take archery or if they go with a gun or mm-hmm. whatever a lot of deer season coming up a lot of turkey hunting coming up uh, you got the fall turkey coming up before you know it we got spring turkey then tur- coming back around but all that stuff's listed out there the commission and the agency are working together to try to get all that information into one body of work right. mm-hmm. and that's going to happen in the next year or so where you'll be able to find duck season or waterfowl season and, and all the hunting seasons all right there wrapped into one the turkey season is already in there with used to have its own guide too so right. trying to make all that a lot easier i suppose the fishing season will always stay separate <laughs> <laughs> we have a big book if we didn't if yeah. we didn't do that you know so. i use uh the the app twra app and on the go on the go and uh i if, if you've got a smartphone and you don't use that you're missing because a uh, perfect example we were out in the field last year uh, i mean two years ago and something came up and i don't remember what it was and so I said, hold on a second, let me look. So I pulled up the regulations on my phone and saw that it was illegal for for my hunting buddy to take the shot. And I yeah. said, yeah, you're good to go. And But it was just one of those things that I wasn't sure of, and having the TWRA on the go was, was awesome to have it right there on my phone. And right there is just a perfect example that the answers are in that book. And we get a lot of questions on Facebook and a lot of other times, you know, coming through. But if you just read that, it's right there. I've gotten a lot of questions as a commissioner, and I'm, I'm like, the guide, the yeah. guide, you know, that's your best, go to the guide. That's your best option. When I'm on the air and people ask questions, we go to the guide. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. how you get the answers. So. Leave it right there, in, right there in front of you. And the guide, will, it will be out pretty soon. And the app is getting a very nice facelift. It's going to be out in the, gosh, matter of days Near or weeks. Future, yeah. yeah, and it's going to be improved over what it was. You're going to like it a lot. It's going to have a lot more. And Jason and I are happy about this, a lot more information uh, get you to information mm-hmm. to our facebook and a lot easier our to get social, to our media, social media our newsroom all that stuff is going to be very easy to get to mm-hmm. so keep on looking at that if you haven't got it yet download on the go twra app uh, you do a radio show in chattanooga you did it long before you became a commissioner for the tennessee wildlife all of us right. uh what got you started in that and where are you and what do you do well uh you can you can find it on wgow and iheart radio we're on every saturday morning at 5 a.m eastern time uh, it all started, I, I've been involved in the outdoors a long time. I've been a hunter safety instructor for over 23 years, I think now. Very and, good. Very good. And, but in my, in my other life, uh, I'm, a, I'm a CPA, and one of my clients had a, a television show and a radio show. 
and it just got to the point where it was too troublesome for him to do both so he gave up the radio show and i had helped him when he was out on a trip traveling or fishing or whatever i'd helped him and but the one thing that i wanted i specifically wanted just like you did when you know on your show i wanted that early morning slot when people were going to uh, the woods or the water and i was i started at six to eight in the morning and i was out going to i was going to do the first hour of my show and then join in a fishing tournament and at five minutes before our show went on the air um they called the they started the engines and we were leaving so i looked at my co-host and i said dude you got it i'm out of here <laughs> so i went and got in a boat and went fishing and uh, shortly after that i moved to 5 a.m and and i, I love the time slot better yes it's early i get up at 3 a.m um but it, it's so much better to me to really get to the the hunting and the fishing community and, and i love it we just celebrated our 10th year in april and uh, very excited uh, to, to continue doing it on WGOW, and, and they've really been very welcoming. And it all came about because, as I was saying, I wanted that early morning slot, and I was going to teach a hunter safety class in March, and I turned on the, the local talk radio, and the guy that had been on the air for years wasn't there. And he had gotten into a contract dispute and decided to, to leave the radio station. Mm-hmm. And so I just shot him an email and said, hey, this is who I am. This is who I've worked with, and I'd like to do a show. And I got an email back three days later and said, can you start Saturday? <laughs> and wow. uh, I said, no, I can't. Uh, so about three weeks later, we went on the air live, and uh, it was it was exciting. And um, I remember sitting there and, and turning to my co-host uh, at the time. I like at that when that that bumper music started and i looked at him i said what the heck are we going to talk about for two hours and <laughs> i say used that a lot don't we Doug? oh <laughs> i i come in with show prep 20 pages 25 pages of show prep and and i'd read it i'd read all the articles i mean i was really prepared and nowadays i um uh i, I, I stay up on stuff but i just walk in and said let's go let's have fun <laughs> fly by the seat of your pants yeah. All right, you take <coughs> take calls on your show. We do, <coughs> uh, and we have like any s- talk radio. You have your regulars that uh, that call in. We have a we have a uh, sport talk station, which I think was very important to my show. Uh, that uh, or a sport talk show that comes on in the evenings from uh, three to seven. So it's on for four hours. A lot of people listen to it, and so I would be remiss and not thanking them for, you know, same way I found out the show was available or the slot was available. You know, I was listening to their sports show on the way home, get in the car the next morning, it's still on the same station. And so I know that helped us when we first got started, people, you know, connecting the talk radio station to to the show. And since then, it's just kind of grown and grown and grown. So that's All awesome. Right. Oh, it's fun. Well, I hope you hope you have a long, long career out of it. Got some co-hosts that work with you on it. I do. Uh, I've got I'm just my second. Believe it or not, in 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 ten years, I've only had two. The guy that started with me, who knows nothing about outdoors, uh, but he was an old radio guy, and uh, used to do radio for uh, Jimmy Swagger down in Louisiana. Oh, I wow. mean, a long time yeah. ago. That's cool. And uh, but he 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 was there, and he was only going to stay for a couple of weeks to get the show up and going and and stayed for about five years and then my current host is a a gentleman by the name of rob pratula who was a guest every year coming in and i I nicknamed him the trout professor because he's actually a a college professor 
and he is a, a fly fishing expert, fly tying. He's 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 re- known around the world for his fly tying. And uh, so he would come in, and the first time he came in was graduation for his college. And, of course, we were on 6 to 8, and he had to be there at 9, so he came dressed in his full regalia. And so I made him go out and get the, uh, you know, the, the, the cap and all the mortarboard and everything and said, uh, and, and so I, I named him the trout professor. And that stuck. And uh, when, when, I, when Steve decided to leave, I called Rob and said, hey, you want to do this full time? He said, absolutely. And he just, he loves it. I believe his daddy was a professor too, wasn't he? He was at, at MTSU, uh, at MTSU uh, for many years uh, until his un- untimely death. And, uh, but Rob is, uh, Rob's a great guy, tremendous fishing knowledge. And that, I, I love to fish, but I, I, would, I would lie to you if I said I was a great fisherman. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Rob is a great fisherman. And, and so between the two of us, we have hunting and fishing covered very well. And uh, so if it, it's funny, as, as it's, he's grown in the show, uh, a, fishing, a fishing call comes in. I, I don't even, I just back away from the microphone. I just let him take it. And, uh, but it works out really well. And, uh, and like I said, he's been with me about six years now and uh, just having a ball. Good deal. Well, it, it sounds like you're bigger into hunting. What got you into hunting? How'd you, how'd you get started in hunting? Well, I'm very fortunate that my dad introduced me to hunting. Um, I'm a bird hunter. Uh, that's my, if I get that asked, I get asked that a lot, you know, if you can only do one thing and it's going to be birds, whether quail, uh, which are obviously hard to find now, uh, pheasant, whatever the case is. I just love that. But we, I grew up, uh, bird hunting quail and grouse in, in the Chattanooga area. Uh, always had Britney's all my life. That's the only hunting dog I've ever had was a Britney. I've had four now Hmm. and I'm actually looking for my fifth. Um, but I started doing that and expanded into dove hunting, and I didn't deer hunt until I was in my 30s. And so I love deer hunting, but I am I'm so ADD, it really it, it can get to me. So uh, I'm sitting I, and waiting. I'm a I'm a I'm a you know comfortable hunter deer hunter. I mean I'm I'm not the hardcore uh, guy, but I do we we eat my wife and I uh, eat four or five deer a year. And it, funny story there is she um, she actually received a kidney transplant three years ago up here at Vanderbilt and uh, before we before she got the transplant the doctor kept saying you know your protein's low you need to eat more meat eat more meat and so he said what kind of meat do you eat and you know chicken blah 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 and she said we eat a lot of venison he goes really you need to eat more venison and and I'm in the I'm I'm at the visit with him really hold on you're telling me to hunt more is what I'm hearing right (laughs) and uh, but we we do we eat uh three to three to five deer a year and that's the I don't remember the last time we bought red meat. I mean, it, we, eat, we eat venison. And the main reason he wanted her to do it is because of the immune systems and stuff related to her, her kidney disease, she, um, it's organic. And he says it's the, the healthiest meat you can get. It's low right. fat and it's organic. Uh, you know, eat, eat more of this. And so we really do. I mean, there's nothing that we don't eat venison. And so I tell people I hunt deer to eat. And I hunt birds because that's what I truly love. Mm-hmm. And uh, not as much into duck hunting as, as, as a lot of people. I do duck hunt. I go to a couple of hunts every year. But truly, uh, I'm, I've gone to Kansas quail hunting. I've gone to uh, South Dakota as much as I can pheasant hunting. It's just, it's just the love of, of what I do. And, uh, you know, my dad got me involved in it. And, and I remembered uh, – this is another pretty funny story. On the radio, you kind of get 
you, the emperor has no clothes, right? <laughs> so I've talked about many times that um, I worked all summer when I, I can't remember, I was 11 or 12 years old. I worked all summer cutting grass to buy a shotgun. I wanted, and I bought a Remington 1100 from Service Merchandise. There you go. Okay, which I believe was a Nashville company. It was. So $275, uh, and it was a lot of money. But I, my dad had bought from my grandfather a single-shot 410, and that's what I used to hunt, which, as you know, can really wear a, a little person out. Yeah. So I worked all summer and bought that, that gun, and, uh, and I, w- uh, I still have it to this day. Uh, I've moved on to a lot of other guns, but I still keep that one and, and enjoy it. But uh, it was, it's funny. I got a call the other day from uh, a young man on the air, and he said, Can I cut your grass? And he was <laughs> he, two, two young guys in, the, in my neighborhood. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you can. And uh, so when I f- paid him the first time, I said, How did you come up with that? She, they, you talk about it all the time on the air <laughs> about cutting grass to, to get a shotgun. And this, this young man's nine, and his brother's 12 or 13. And he said, we need some shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. I'm helping fund their shotguns. Funding their shotguns. Great story. Great Future story. sportsman right there. Do you do any of your bird hunting at all in Tennessee? I do. Oh, I do. Uh, I, I love to hunt in Tennessee. Unfortunately, again, quail is, is what I really grew up with. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of quail. Where I deer hunt, we have um, two or three cubbies now. And, and I'm so I'm I'm really wanting to go out there, <laughs> but I'm not going to mess with them. Uh, and I know that they're you know the chances of them surviving or surviving are not great. But they've been there actually for a year now, and uh, and we can hear them in the mornings talking to each other and stuff. It's really it's kind of interesting. That's awesome. Uh, I, my family, my dad's side of the family is from Carroll County in West Tennessee, so do a lot of hunting down there with them. And I've got uh, family that. Uh, raises birds to to put out and and so we do hunt so uh, and I do turkey hunt and and I love I'm addicted to crane hunting I'll tell you uh, I am addicted to sandhill crane uh, is just so fun last year I had uh, double knee replacement and so my hunting's I kind of sacrificed my hunting season to uh, to get the knees fixed and um, so but I went out on December 31st sandhill crane hunting and and the place we deer hunt is actually borders a uh, Hawassi refuge where the cranes are. Right. So it's really, depending on how they fly, it's really very convenient. But it, the, this is a funny story. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm less than a month and a half out from double knee surgery. Um, so I'm trying to walk and I can't hardly bend my legs. And so I'm, I kind of look like this Frankenstein guy <laughs> going out to the field. My, my friends were so great. Uh, one guy had his car and he was driving out carrying a bar stool from his house so I could sit because there was no way I could actually sit in a chair. And we're walking out. My co-host Rob is carrying my um, uh, ammo bag and, uh, and a cooler. And, and of course, you know, he, looked, he calls himself my Sherpa all the time anyway, but he's, he's, he's walking out through there. And, uh, and, and I've, all I've got is my shotgun. Uh, had just loaded it up, was walking out, uh, just kind of like you were, almost like you were quail hunting in the field somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I look up, and there's two cranes <laughs> coming right at us. And I just said, hey, Rob, crane, <laughs> boom, boom, and they both fell. <laughs> and then he's sitting there just giving me this disgusted look because I'm sitting there holding, uh, or he's holding everything, and I'm, I'm laughing because these two <laughs> big birds had just fallen at our feet. And... Uh, but we all three uh, limited out that day, 
Uh, and but I, I love I love the crane. I love I love the challenge of the crane. The one thing I haven't done is decoyed them yet. So we're actually going to do that this year. Okay. And, and see what we can fun. do. That'll be fun. So the ribeye <coughs> in the sky. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Uh, <laughs> we're actually getting together uh, with a, a good friend of TWRA, Senator Mike Bell, uh, in uh, about a month, and we're going to we're going to bring several different cranes up, and we're going to cook them different ways and try them. Because awesome. I've tried them, uh, you know, in a pan. Uh, I've tried grilling them. Uh, I'm not much into smoking. I'm just now getting into smoking meat, but my friend is, is a, a smoking guru. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to try them four or five different ways, and, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. That's exciting. Good deal. Good. Uh, we have uh, a couple of messages coming in on Facebook Live, and Linda says, Mr. Sanders was a pleasure to work with and learn from at Highland Sportsman, Sportsman Club in Hickson. Well, thank you, Linda. And uh, Hunter Education right there. Yep. Dylan had a question about the upcoming deer season and what the, <clears throat> the bag limit on uh, bucks is going to be. So questions coming in about bag limits on, on the deer this next season. Bag limits. On are, the bucks. The bag limits are going to stay the same this yeah, year. Yeah, they were yeah, unchanged. They're going to change, and, and nothing changed this year. There was some discussion of maybe changing some of the um, – going back to the way we used to be with the antlers, but we're not. We're going to keep everything the same. Everything. Right. Uh, yeah. the, and the biologists made the, the pitch that um, – there wasn't enough data yet to make a decision. Exactly. There, there, there it was an anomaly last year, uh, and I can't remember if it was. Yeah, I believe it was does were down pretty significantly, but we look back and I believe it was ten years ago we had the same kind of anomaly. So uh, we did listen to them and, and made no changes. So yeah, no changes. So be able to get out there and get your. I think it's two bucks a year without yep. looking at it. You yep. get your two. So yep. and that'll be in our guide pretty soon. And and uh, just very few changes. After a really, really, really long meeting, except in the elk that you were talking about, right. and that's gave you more stuff to hunt. Sure, more absolutely. Hunt. Yeah, so. I'm excited. I've, I've, I've put in my applications. Uh, I did find it interesting. Somebody asked me the other day what was the most unusual thing as a commissioner. I can't put into duck drawings. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. All the other drawings are fine, but duck drawings I cannot. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll have to find some buddies to take me duck hunting. Sign on with them or something, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, our guys uh, can't do that either. Right. So it's yeah. been a long time since they since they passed that, probably 20 years yeah. ago. So I'm not sure I knew commissioners couldn't do it. but I didn't either. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't have changed the decision <laughs> to take Join the, the club. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to TWRA. Uh, uh, all right, well. You uh you got your radio show and you get out and do your hunting and so forth. When you do do your fishing every now and then, what fish do you choose? You go with Rob and go after bluegill and crappie and trout or just whatever. You know, uh, we do. I love I love fly fishing and I love I love trout fishing, uh, but uh, you know the bass uh, fishing, catfish. Uh, I like to go out with Richard Sims catfishing and uh, probably one of the the most enjoyable fishing trips. Richard called me one morning and his trip had canceled and this was like in a july a couple of years ago th- maybe three years ago <clears throat> and said uh hey do you want to you want to just go out and see what we can catch and i said sure we went out and just got worn out with spotted bass wow uh, just small i mean I, I think we we quit counting at about 70 in in a two-hour period just had a ball i just i'm like a kid i love catching mm-hmm. uh i'm not uh an expert uh I'm smart enough that if I get suckered into a tournament that I find somebody that's an expert. Uh, I actually won a tournament with uh, a, a local fisherman. 
I picked him because he was a deep water guy. I'm a, I'm a top water guy. I'm real good around the edges and all that, but I don't know much about deep water. And, uh, and so I picked him and, and sure enough, I mean, we're catching fish in 40, 50 feet. Uh, I learned about, you know, relieving the air pressure so that the fish don't die. And it was, yeah. it was, it was very eye opening to go through all that. So I do enjoy all the, the fishing and, uh, and brim. I went out with Rob the other day, brim fishing and it's pretty funny to see us in a, a bass boat uh, fishing with uh, fly rods uh, and catching brim. But we were having a good time. So, Which uh, body of water is over your way? You're out of Chattanooga. Um, what do you have there nearby that's so great for fishermen? Well, we've got the Chickamauga uh, Lake, which is awesome. And, of course, just on the other side of the dam, you have the Nickajack, uh, where Richard fishes all the time. Richard Sims is a you know river guy. Um but we have the Chickamauga and runs all the way up to Watts Bar. And, of course, that's Hawassi. It's where the state record is right now. Uh, <clears throat> we're having all these tournaments that are coming in to Dayton. I mean, it's really it's an exciting time there. You know, uh, Bass Magazine just named us one of the top 12 lakes in the country, mm-hmm. uh, sp- specifically Chickamauga. And so, I mean, that's pretty exciting. It is the it is the site of the state record largemouth bass now, and, exactly. and a whole bunch of other great big bass that aren't quite that big. Fifteen pounds and three ounces caught a couple years ago. Right, huge huge fish. But <clears throat> the lakes are full of other stuff, though. I mean, I know it's known for bass with great bluegill shellcracker fishing in it, crappie fishing. Crappie love crappie excellent. fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, went out crappie fishing with my son. I, I'm slowly getting back now that the the legs are getting better. They're still not where I want them yet. But I slowly have uh, getting out more and more. And I went out, uh, uh, my son actually bought a uh, fishing trip with Richard, uh, and we went crappie fishing and just had a ball. And when the crappie kind of died down, we moved over and started catching catfish. And, yeah. Uh, just had a good time with it, and, uh, and that's fun. And Richard's what, scenic river fishing is what yes. Richard's, he's, he is a great fisherman over on that river system. He does yeah. a good job. Yeah, he does. He does a great job, and... Uh, uh, I've fished with him several times, and uh, he stays busy now that he's retired. He's staying now he's very retired. busy. <laughs> Semi-retired, I want to add there, because <laughs> we hear from Richard every now and then. Uh, anyway, good deal. I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you they've appointed somebody like you to the commission mm-hmm. um, yep. because the commission needs to be filled, staffed with, and is with sportsmen. You, everybody on there loves the outdoors, and, and you come in from – that way too from a love of the outdoors are you getting very many calls right now from your constituents what what area do you represent and and have people figured it out yet are they have now that the calendar has come out okay uh prior to the calendar i think they were still calling uh david uh watson, watson yeah and uh and, and he would forward them to me and stuff but now that the calendar's out and my number's in there yes i'm getting the phone calls it's been it's been funny the uh the first call I got, this was just a few days after I had been appointed, uh, and, and one of the other commissioners <clears> actually <throat> gave the gentleman my name, and, and I didn't answer your question. I, I represent District 4, okay. which is the, we'll get there. the yeah. 10 southeastern uh, counties. Uh, but the first call I got was a gentleman about coon hunting. And so I was actually, it was on a Sunday evening, I was going to grab a quick bite with my wife. And so we walk into the restaurant and and I'm on the phone for about 20 minutes. And of course she's ordering, so the heck with you and ordering. (laughs) And so we hung up and she goes, what was that about? And I said, coon hunting. She goes, do you care about coon hunting? I said, not really, but he does. Right. And absolutely, if he does, then I do too. Uh, I haven't coon hunted in 30 years. 
Uh, but it's a huge sport. And, and he was very passionate about what his concerns were. And, and I listened to him. And, and I think the one thing, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that, that David didn't do this at all because uh, I never had any issues with David as my commissioner, and, and everybody loved the way David handled the job. Uh, one of the things that I, I vowed to myself that if you call and ask me a question and I can't answer it, uh, I'm going to see what I can find out, and I will call you back. And and I've done that. I did that with him. Uh, he I actually called him back on the way home from Dayton at the last commission meeting, uh, and told him what had happened at the commission meeting, uh, and that the the rules weren't changing, uh, and this is why. And I think he appreciated the fact that I, I called him back. And and so I'm I'm trying to be very cognizant of that. I represent a lot of people, people that you know that have no desire to do what I do, and that's okay. And on, on top of that, uh, we also represent the non-game. And so the balance between the non-game and the hunters and fishermen is something that I got very involved in a few years back when some people tried to stop a, a, a warrior hunt that we were doing at Enterprise South. Mm-hmm. And so I, I flipped. The, I, I, at that point, now I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. And so I, I, I got a group of people together, and, and we went to the commission meeting and presented our facts and and why this was, and we there to support uh, Ben Layton was there from TWRA. So we were there to support him and explain to the commission what, how important this hunt was. And so, you know, I've always been very active from that perspective, and so I don't see that's going to change either. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that <coughs> hunt was set up also to, to support or manage that area. There was a lot of deer oh, yeah. on that area, and and now they're no longer having that hunt there. Correct? And, and no, that no, it is. We are still having. Still it. We're, having we're, okay. we're, we're having it this year. Okay. Uh, one of the things that was said in that, and and of course the sportsman backed backed up Ben was it's about the biology, mm-hmm. and they go out and they do samples every year and and make a decision on the herd. So a few years ago, we went to every other year. Okay. And this, so this is the other year. The other so we're year. actually okay. hunting this year. Gotcha. It's in October. Uh, probably one of the most um, inspiring things I've ever done a field, besides you know getting my my family involved and youth involved. And now I've I've got a grandson that's coming along, and I can't wait. I bought him a lifetime license. I can't wait to get him out there. Um, but I, I I guided these these guys who were out of the HUA program out of uh, Fort Campbell, mm-hmm. which is healing outside walls. or I don't remember exactly what it's. Outside of a hospital, I think. Yeah, yeah outside of the hospital. Uh, so I, I, I took these. Uh, what we did is we paired a experienced hunter with one of these guys, and most of them had never hunted. Right. Most of them got their first deer on these hunts. And it was, it was such an experience, but the, the part I'll never forget, uh, of course, we're having to... We're, we're driving on uh, trailers. They're pulling us by trailers, and we've got the blinds out. And we're coming back, and it's dark, it's cold, and I'm sitting down on the floor of this trailer, and we've probably got a 30-, 40-minute ride. These guys start talking. And, you know, it started out just banter and much that can't be said on the air. But they started talking, and, and then there was a point in the whole process where their demeanor changed. And then they started really talking about the guys that hadn't come back. You know, we're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. 
So they started <coughs> talking about that. Then then they started talking about the things they had seen over there. And and they're unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sitting there thinking, My God, this guy's twenty three years old and he's seen more than I will ever see. Yeah. And and it made me appreciate what they do more than ever. And and I, I my grandfather was a uh, uh was wounded uh, on Iwo Jima. So I've always respected the military. But sitting there listening to these kids, and I can call them kids because my children are older than they are, hearing them talk about what that hunt meant. Uh, because after, after 10, 15 minutes of talking about being in the sandbox, as they called it, they shifted back to the hunt. And it, so it was just so interesting to hear I guess there's probably 12 guys on this trailer with, with the guide. So it was, we were packed. But to hear them shift back and forth, and I realized that how important hunting was to them. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've done three or four hunts, and there's stories like that every time, and it's just it's amazing. So I'm I'm I can't wait till October. I mean, to go back out and do this hunt again uh, and meet some new people, and they want for nothing. Uh, organizations raise money in Chattanooga area to to pay for this, specifically the Tennessee Valley SCI organization does. And they get out there. TWRA is the one that's actually leading it, and we're we're out there supporting it. They're fed, they're housed. I mean, it's it's most of us provide them a gun to use, right. you know. So it's just it's an awesome day. It's or uh, three days actually. Right, <clears throat> sounds good. And and we do others warrior events across the state, right. and it's right. great that y'all are doing over there, and a lot of youth events also. Tony, I appreciate you being so involved in all that stuff. You. You came by way of, uh, you keep mentioning Commissioner Watson. Commissioner Watson stepped down a little bit early for he for health issues, I think, and, right. and looks great. Hopefully he's doing okay. He is doing doing well, and, and I think he's pretty much been given a, 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 a good, clean bill of health. So. That's great. Um, so he, was he, let's talk about how one becomes a commissioner. Was, was Commissioner Watson appointed by the governor, by the House, by the Senate? How did... How did he come about, and then you come about your position? He was a, a governor appointment, uh, as as was I, uh, to rep- to uh, to fill out his term, uh, and and he actually joined the commission when it changed six seven years ago. Whenever there was some legislative issues that came up, uh, and basically I I don't know the correct terminology, but the commission was uh, recommissioned in another format. And he, he joined at that point. Okay. Uh, he was appointed at that time. Uh, he had only served about a year and a half, and so he actually got a second term, which if you serve more than two years, you cannot be automatically reappointed. You have to come off, and you can be reappointed later, but you have to, if you serve more than two years, you're one term and you're done. And that's the way the commission is set up, which I think is good. I think having fresh ideas and fresh blood in there is is, is a great thing. But anyway... Uh, David decided he needed to step down uh, for, for, like you said, for health reasons. And I got a phone call in March uh, from a very good friend of mine, Senator Bo Watson. uh, And he said, there may be an appointment or or maybe an opening on the commission. Are you interested? And I didn't even hesitate. I said, yes. He said, well, you don't even know what it entails. I said, I do. But yes, uh, we're good. And, And that was it. I didn't hear anything else. And then... Uh, about almost two months later, I get a phone call from the governor's office, and they are doing their due diligence. They had already done more due diligence than I realized. Uh, and so I did an interview with them, and um, 
they interviewed other candidates that had been nominated. There were there were others. I don't know how many, and uh, but uh, through their recommendation, the governor chose me and appointed me on May 11th to fulfill David's term. So I will actually be on the commission. I, I, it ends 228, right? February, the end of last day of February. So 2021 is when when my term ends. So I'll serve almost four years. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited. I, it was, uh, it was no, I've been around TWRA and actually I've done several things. You mentioned the youth things, um, as in, 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 I think it was Linda said something about Highland Sportsman. Highland, uh, is, is a private club that I'm a member of and have, have been for 25, 26 years now. And we're very involved in higher education. We were actually in, inducted into the Hunter Education Hall of Fame a few years ago. Congratulations. And, uh, and 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 it was we've taught a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of youth. Uh, we've had about seventy five hundred graduates come through our program. And so when I was um, involved there at Highland doing the hunter safety and stuff, I came up with the idea and I modeled it after uh, game day, uh, except I called it wild game day. And I worked with the region three TWRA office. And we basically had a day set up, kind of like a Jake's Day for wild turkey, which most people have participated in. But we did this for everything. We covered deer. We covered uh, small game, large game, bear. I mean, we had it all. We had a bear trap there so the the, the kids could see that. Uh, TWRA brought the turkey nets and fired them off, wow. which was really cool. We let them shoot guns. You know, in hunter safety, they shoot BB guns or twenty twos. We let them shoot bigger guns if they wanted to. So, and and the thing that was so interesting is everybody came together. These were all the firearms were provided by sportsmen. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we all know how we love our guns, and so you know, you got thirty thirties and two seventies. I don't think we went above a two seventy, but we've got all these people that brought the guns and ammo and provided it to let these youth see what it's like to shoot a, a bigger gun. And they shot some 22s as well for some of the smaller kids. And we just had a ball and uh, it was so much fun. And, and we've done a couple of things. I did something a few years ago that was phenomenal with uh, some girls, uh, American heritage life, which is kind of a, um, not a branch of, but a, a similar organization to the girl scouts. Mm-hmm. And, they approached me and said, hey, can, uh, would, can we put something together for girls? So we had 82 girls from 6 to 15 out there and just exposed them to all kinds of hunting, fishing, fly fishing, uh, uh, shooting uh, archery equipment, uh, turkey calling. Don Osi from National Wild Turkey Federation, who has got you know the world slam, was teaching these youth these young girls about turkey calling and turkey hunting it was just amazing to see all these girls and uh, and we've got some of the typical girl reaction that was so funny but they just they learned so much and so it's it's always been about uh, the giving back and the youth and the education and and so I, I was I was excited I, I kind of looked at my radio show as as more of that you know giving back and and I, and I do the same thing now with the commission, uh, different responsibilities, but it's still protecting something. As I, as I told, there was an article written when I first got appointed. I said, it's an opportunity for me to give back to the outdoors, which has been so good to me. 
and and so I'm, I'm I was excited to take the appointment. It's going to be a lot of work. I mean, I I, I kind of my eyes started rolling back in my head when I saw all the stuff I had to read for the just a commission <laughs> meeting. So it's you know it, it is a lot of work. And but all the people you got to meet, and, <laughs> and the people you got to meet, and the calls you got to take, and, and and things like that. But it it's it's it is a lot of fun. And uh, I think I think it's going to be very enjoyable to to really get into all this. All right, all right. I know we're getting long on time, but anything else that you? Uh, just thanks for being here, and and yeah. thanks for stepping up and and uh, taking the position on the commission, and look forward to working with you. And yeah, and as you and Tony, as you go through it, we want to get you back in here and and talk maybe more about issues and things that you see. Uh, like that you'd like to see done for the sportsman sure. of Tennessee. You're sure. you're into it early right now. Yes, so I, I I have no idea what I do yet. <laughs> we want to give you a little time, but you're going to be terrific for the commission, and you're going to be great to ask questions to. And and I hope you come back in here and let's talk about issues as they happen. I'll be glad to, and uh, and I appreciate it. And thanks for all you've you've done through the years, and uh, thanks for having me in here. This is sure. This and was fun. You want to shout out at anybody while you can? I I think I've uh, I sound like a NASCAR driver. I dropped so many names <laughs> in the last thirty minutes. Uh, I'm good. I'm you did great. You did great. You're going to do good today, and uh, we're going to get you out there and show you around a little bit. Let's show you where the director lives, so you can go in there a lot and knock on his door often. Okay, <laughs> that works Tony? for me. All right, good job, Jason. Don King, thank you for shooting that yeah. phone the whole time we got a thumbs up yeah thanks for watching on facebook and i see we got some viewers on youtube watching as well so it's been been cool day it's been a smoother day as far as going live we're on social there. media well, so. get your pro in here and we're all right yeah, right? yeah. let him talk right. and i'll run the controls and i'll just yeah. sit here <laughs> we gotta go but anyway watch our social media facebook youtube uh, twitter instagram we're out there and these shows are out there all the time on, so. the, on the go app okay tony said earlier in the show it's yep. a great little app for you to look at and don't forget about tnwildlife.org oh just all that stuff right it's there. all there, right there. all right thank y'all